dreams, your goals will become a reality only if you have room for them in your love bucket. So how big is your love bucket? Joey Garrity will join the show to explain. Plus, in our No Dumb Questions segment, we'll help you crunch the numbers to see if now is the time to refinance your mortgage. And we'll take a seat at the kids' table. Is the best way to teach your kids the value of a dollar talking openly about how much your house is worth? Seven Figures is sponsored by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much for being here, taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Seven Figures podcast. I am Sandy Waters. I'm also a mom of two girls, and this year, why not? Throwing in another kid in the mix, watching my seven-year-old nephew on the days they're distance learning, all at the same time, still trying to work from home. So yes, life is a little chaotic. I'm sure you can relate. But what gives me peace of mind and a feeling of some sort of control is knowing that no matter what happens, financially, we're going to be okay. And that is what I want for you. The comfort in knowing that you got this, you understand what's going on with your money. It doesn't matter how much money you earn. It's a matter of if you have that plan in place, and we're going to help you put together that plan. Before we talk about your love bucket, filling it up with all your dreams and goals, let's start with no dumb questions. CFP at the Harmony Financial Wellness Group at RBC Wealth Management, Erica Cummings is here. Hi, Erica. Hello, how are you? Good, and there really is no dumb question. If you're ever unsure, ask away. Absolutely. There's absolutely no dumb questions. So everybody's been talking about the low interest rates, but how do you go about, because you hear this a lot, right? Run your numbers. See if refinancing your mortgage is right. Okay, what does that mean? How do we run our numbers? So the decision to refinance really depends on many factors. So I really want to stress that you want to talk to either somebody at the credit union or at the banks in order to make sure that this makes the most sense for you. But essentially... The, the main points are the length of time that you plan to live in your home. So most people don't know this, but the average length of time that people live in a home is only seven years. So I, for those of us who plan on dying in our homes, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. Okay. Yes, exactly. But so the length of time you plan to live there is really important because there are costs to refinancing. You also have to take into account current interest rates and how long it will take to recoup those closing costs. So in some cases, refinancing is a wise decision. In others, it may not be the worth it financially all said and done. So you may look at that lower payment, but all, all said and done, you're actually going to be paying more depending on how long you're going to live there. The typical rule of thumb of the should my refinance rule of thumb is that if you can reduce your current interest rate by 1% or more, it might make sense because of the money that you'll save. You can refinance to a lower interest rate, which also allows you to build equity in your home more quickly, obviously, because more money's going towards the principal as opposed to the actual interest payment itself. And if interest rates have dropped low enough, you may actually be able to shorten the length of time. So a lot mm. of people right now have been able to go from 30 to 15 years because rates are so low. So. Anytime you refinance a mortgage, you're going to have closing costs and they can be thousands of dollars. So it's title insurance, it's attorney's fees, it's the appraisal, it's escrow taxes, transfer fees. So refinancing costs can be anywhere between three to 6% of the actual loans principal. So you have to keep that in mind that, you know, it's not a small amount of money. So you want to make sure that you're going to stay in the house for 
a period of time that allows you to recoup those closing costs. And to figure out, to determine what the closing costs are going to be, can you get a good estimate from calling the lender? Because I think that's the gray area then. How do I really know how long it's going to take to recoup the cost if I'm not sure what that cost is? Yeah. So basically they'll give you, they have to give you what's called the truth in lending disclosure, which will tell you roughly with, with, I mean, very little variance. I mean, it might be a little bit where people get into trouble really is, is when it comes to the taxes that have to be escrowed. So a lot of people don't think about that. That's a pretty big chunk that has to get put in there. You should be able to get a fairly good estimate as to how much those closing costs are going to be. So for example, let's say you have a 30 year mortgage loan for 200,000. When you first took on the loan, your interest rate was six and a half percent, let's say, and your monthly payment was $1,257. If your interest rate falls to five and a half percent, so we have that 1% variance, you're going to say, oh, this might make sense. So your payment in that case would actually be reduced to 1130. So you're going to be saving $127 a month or $1,524 annually. So that sounds great. But... If your closing costs are five, six, seven grand, depending, then you want to make sure that you're going to be in that house for at least three or four years, because otherwise it's a wash. Ah, okay. So that's where you really want to be careful. Again, not, I mean, I for one have been in my house for going on 14 years. So for a lot of people, this may not be an issue. If you are in a situation where you are at this point, if you have a four, five, six percent mortgage, your credit is good, you should definitely be considering it because rates are really, really low right now. And it will allow you to, like I said, either have a lower payment or even potentially lower the time frame that it takes to pay everything off. So that rule of thumb is generally if, if you're at that one percent or more to at least look into it. All right, perfect. Erica, how can we reach out to you and follow you? Uh, You can go to our website, harmonyfinancialwellness.com. We're also on Facebook by the same name. You can reach out to me at erica.cummings at rbc.com. And we will be starting our own podcast. It should hopefully be out by November. So we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date on that. Have a good weekend. Thanks, you too. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, the size of your love bucket. Coming up next with Joey Garrity. Founder of 113 Branding Digital Media Studio, live stream host, author, and international speaker, plus worked in Hollywood entertainment for a good chunk of her career, too. Joey Garrity is here. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so appreciative. We were chatting a little bit before we went on, um, talking about your aha moment, your money story, that point in time where you're like, oh, okay, I have to become more engaged with my finances. I got to learn this stuff. Um, Because you said when you were working in Hollywood, you were living the good life. I mean, I used to have stacks of checks in my drawers that I wouldn't cash. I wouldn't need to cash. Right. Because the way the studio systems work is that pretty much a lot of things are taken care of you for you because you work so much. Right. So it's kind of like what Silicon Valley is going through now with the young ones is that when you walk onto a studio lot, like they have everything there for you. Like, like, yeah, you, you can buy yourself lunch, but the kitchens are packed with stuff. It's a way of keeping you in service when you're on a set craft service 
And when you're on set on top of everything, you get per diem. And your hotels are taken care of. The car services are taken care of. Everything's taken care of. Oh, my gosh. You're living the life. Yeah. And so, but the issue that happens, it happened for me was, is that when I did finally leave, I didn't have any relationship cash. Oh. Oh, you were like, what is this? A bill? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was I have to like, pay for this sandwich. It was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of like I just like I just didn't have I didn't need a budget. That's not how it worked. I lived a very very luxurious lifestyle there because you make the other thing too is you get paid overtime too. You know, so listen, they don't want anyone when you first start out there. People, you suffer because they don't pay you anything. But as you rise through the ranks, they don't want you to suffer because they want you to be indoctrinated to the system itself right and so things are very glamorous very very glamorous so that was my indoctrination into like i was way past being an adult and then when i decided that i needed my own life purpose my spirit was dying there like i wasn't happy anymore you know Mm -hmm. that that i had to learn almost everything in a weird way. Like it was going like, I tell people all the time, it's like I went from Mars, right? Mm -hmm. And I came back to Earth. (laughs) Jeez, what a culture shock though. And at at that age, you said you were pretty much a, you know, a quote unquote adult. You should know a lot of this stuff by this point in your life, but you were just really learning it, like how to budget and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like to me, like before, like $20, I wouldn't, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't even been in my sphere, $20. And now I'm like, um, I'm not in this bubble anymore. So how did you teach yourself though? Was there somebody that guided you? Was it just a trial by error? No, I just had to, I would just, I literally started learning that $20 was like amazing. Mm. It meant, it meant something, you know, like you could get something for $20, you know what I mean? So along the, along the way in my self-development, I was really blessed because I also have shows. I have live shows and I was doing a show with someone and she, she said something and I was like, oh, there was such an aha moment for me where she's like, listen, if you want money to respect you, you need to respect money. So I, so she's like, I teach everyone who, what president is on what bill. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself going, I didn't, I wasn't really sure what president was on what bill. I wasn't, you know, and I was thinking like, you see it all the time, right? right? But it's not like, it's not something they teach you in school. And I'll tell you something, schools should be teaching, they should teach basic yeah. finances, right? Yeah. They should teach, they should teach marketing, influence and finances. Um, and so I remember her saying that and I started studying it like I would anything. And then that, and then my, it's like the relationship got more into an honor thing because in Hollywood we honor, we pay homage to people before us. Like, like anyone that made a huge difference in the movie history, mm-hmm. there's a ton of homage that's paid to them because we all know if Gone in the Wind didn't happen or if Star Wars didn't happen, right? Things were going to stay the same in a weird way. Gone with the Wind was the first blockbuster if you really want to look at it like that, right? Yeah. And so I just, so I'm very passionate about being respectful and honoring. And so all of a sudden I was able to start honoring 
you know, our history in a whole different way around money. And then I started really looking at it like it's just an emotional exchange of pure energies. And I had been taught by masters for so long that I just was able to step into my purpose because they took the time to teach me. They took the, they took the time to mentor me and they really were so respectful and honored that. And that's another thing too about down there. People might not realize is there's a lot of mentoring that goes down in that bubble, a lot of mentoring. And when I stepped into the entrepreneur world, I was like, wow, there just isn't so much mentoring going on, you know? Yeah. And particularly for women, I was just like, I felt that, that propelled me into my purpose. That was like another sign from the universe of like, listen, you were mentored on purpose, right? You were given a lot of yeah, insights, yeah, yeah, a lot of wisdom. Now pass mm-hmm. it on to the real pass people it, who are not in the bubble. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so one more quick thing about the money, because I think that is so fascinating. Now that you learned the money side of things, the real money side of things, because now that you're out of that Hollywood bubble where everything's taken care of for you, do you find yourself being extra aware of how you spend your money? Are you very conservative or? I am, I am massively conservative because I have so much respect Mm. for the dollar bill for the $20 in the course for the Benjamins. Right. So I am conservative about it. Not in a way of like, cause cause sister, what I see happening a little bit right now is there is some of this kind of, lack mentality going on out there. Yeah. Yeah. And what I want to, what I want to say to people is, is that being conservative and being in a lack mentality are two different things. Okay. Respecting the Benjamins and respecting the earning power around your purpose and then being fearful of not making enough is like two completely different things. So I'm reading this really great book. It's called the illusion of money by Kyle Cease. Okay. And I highly recommend it out there. And he talks about how being in service to money is how you don't make money. So that's the fear lack component of it, but respecting the energy exchanges, which is really just comes with confidence. It took me a minute. It really did. It took me a minute, but a couple years ago, um, two years ago, someone brought me back to Hollywood again. And it was kind of like, of course, this inner longing and wanting to go back. And I did it again. And I was back in all the studios and pitching again. And and I knew that that was, again, the universe was just saying, way of just saying, you did this. You need to own this now. Ah, right? Yeah, yeah. Bring this to the masses. But that comes with confidence. And as, your, as my confidence you know, continues to step into the purpose, right? It's like, I know it's around value. So, so those Benjamins that come my way in exchange for me sharing my talents and my gifts and all the, all the time I spent in learning tools and strategies from my high level mentors, et cetera, is, is the respect piece, right? So every time I get another Benjamin, I'm like, wow, I value that. You know, I just encourage people out there to, you know, every time they get a dollar bill and every time they get that 20 and every time a Benjamin comes through and every time, you know, money goes straight into their bank account, 
just to be just to just to be like wow i'm so grateful and blessed to be able to share my gifts and talents with the world and exchange this energy source back with me let's talk about the love bucket now because i've been teasing that so your dreams your goals aspirations is all directly connected to how big your love bucket is you say but what does that mean sure so I was very fortunate to be around certain superstars like Will Smith, for instance, or oh, Sarah Jessica him. Parker. He was, by the way, Will Smith was one of the best interviews. I couldn't stop. I couldn't end the interview when I interviewed him. And I was young in radio. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is so cool. Thinking all celebs were like that. And that is not true. But anyhow, OK, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, is, he is just such a great spirit guy. He's also super into his inner game. Mm. And, you know, I. You know, I was very fortunate to be around Sarah Jessica, you know, or I was in the, you know, the same room with like Katy Perry. So there's certain stars that I cross paths with okay. just being in the industry. And at the time I did not, I, could, I couldn't connect the dots. I was just too young. I hadn't really, you know, expanded yet my inner. And but I used to sit there in complete awe, or I remember I'd be walking down Hollywood Boulevard back towards my place, and I used to just think, wow, like, it must be so amazing to be born with this, what, what down there they threw around a lot, which is called the it factor, right? Okay. We heard that, like, constantly. Like, to be, like, George Lucas or Spielberg, like, they all had the it factor. So I was just like, wow, like how lucky you must have been to be born with that, right? Like with Will, you know? And last year in particular, when all this love, when all these things were happening for me, like my wish list was just like blowing up. And I started connecting the dots and I was just like, when, when I was with the stars and we would walk down the street, we walk in the restaurant, this is how it was, okay? okay. You couldn't even go a step without someone running over and saying, can I have your autograph? Can I take a picture with you? Ah, We'd walk yeah. into a restaurant and they're like, they'd be like, not only are we gonna give you the best table and everyone here is gonna be like whispering, 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 coming over, coming over, coming over, right? But we're gonna give it to you for free, okay? I would be at Star, I would hear about like a star that we were associated with because of whatever I was working on. And for like their birthday, right? An agent would deliver like, you know, a Mercedes to their house oh with, as a gosh. present. And I remember thinking, but to them, that wasn't bizarre. And I just could, and I was just always like, oh, they're so lucky. And then yeah. I realized that there's no such thing as luck, right? That is a philosophy that keeps us small, okay? Mm. It is a philosophy that is indoctrinated into society very, very, very young around luck so that we feel that we don't have any control or we are not in charge of our own destiny, right? That was the first aha. The second aha is what I realized is that the reason that the stars can become superstars is because they can take in massive amounts of love. When people are screaming your name, whether you're on the red carpet or you're walking down the street or you're in Ralph's, okay, and asking for your autograph or this and that, most people on earth would start like 
It feel you uncomfortable. Want it to shrink. Yeah, yeah. That's awkward. That's uncomfortable. Why it's are you uncomfortable. Giving, yeah, yeah. Why are you doing this? What do you want from me? I'm just a person. I'm just right. a person, kind of thing. The stars learn this early by standing into their purpose. Is that they have been growing their their superstar love bucket, so their love bucket can take screaming fans. And what I teach out there to my clients and what will be coming in my second book that drops in October next year in 2021 is that, is that it has nothing to do with someone being more talented than you or more extraordinary than you. It just has to do with how much love can you handle. So is there a fine line between... Because I feel like a lot of people would feel uncomfortable under that situation of everybody giving them attention because they want to be humble. Is that completely different from the love bucket? Like the Will Smith who just accepts the Mercedes, <laughs> you know, doesn't in seem all very, the love. in all the love, doesn't seem like really a humble act. But am I getting this confused? Yeah. So that's another thing, too, is that the, the, the idea my mentors taught me young, they're like, Joey. If you don't, and I'm going to just say this because yeah. I do use this a lot because I want to grab the attention of the marketplace and make them think. They're like, if you don't brag, how wow. is someone across from you going to help you? It's so hard for women too, isn't it? More of a struggle. I hate to stereotype, but it kind of is a little bit harder for us, isn't it? It is, but I sit there and I say to I say to my clients who are majority women, yeah. I say to them, I said, but if if I want to, so down there, we go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Uh-huh. Five days a week, right? I said, if I didn't brag and tell that person what I was doing, how are they going to help me? And if they didn't do the same, how was I going to connect dots for them? See, living uh-huh. in the shadows is how, how, how you're, you're, you're going to be dream. forgotten. Yeah. For, for missions aren't going to happen, you know? And your dream, sister, okay? You making your dreams a reality coming to fruition, you're not only opening doors for others, but you're connecting dots and you're like the other puzzle piece. So I tell people, I'm, I'm telling them, I'm saying you're being, you're not being of service by staying in the shadows. You're actually being, you're, okay. you're actually, that's actually being selfish. Oh my gosh, because, what an interesting way of thinking about that. You, you know, and I tell people, I say, because, because every day I have to, fight my internals, right? It's an internal struggle for me daily to be visible and to grow my influence, of course, because that's not how we're brought up in society. Mm-hmm. Society doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say, I love you. I love you, Joey. I love you, Joey. I love you, Joey. I love you, Joey. No, they're just like critical, 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 right? If you didn't get a B, if you got a B, you should have got an A, if you got an A, you should get an A plus. If you didn't get a raise that year, what did you do wrong? Uh, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not, they don't, you don't, you're not walking through the world like, I love you, 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 right? However, when you are intentional, and as soon as I switched that, as soon as I got in touch and connected the dots, and I was like, oh my God, that's the sauce. It's not that, it's not that they are more talented, they just can handle more love than me, right? As soon as I had that download, sister everything i've been wanting came so fast wow right really like i was sharing with you like i I got engaged and married within like a year and a half and i'm 52 to like the love of my life he was he's incredible 
my business just like exploded. I, you know, became an author, right? You can never tell me that in a billion years, right? I became an international speaker, you know, these are, these were wants and needs, but I didn't know why things were so stop and go. I couldn't connect it. And then I started working on my internal love bucket through a series of daily habits and get, and, and I'd already been working on getting visible and influential online and on the ground, but now I really turned it up. Right. And now, because what I want to tell people out there is that you want the marketplace and the community to sing with you. What's exhausting people out there is that they're trying to do it on their own. And I'm saying, kick that lone wolf to the curb. Mm. What is, okay. So can you leave us with maybe you said some daily habits that you do. What are some of those daily habits that we can implement that we can start today right after we listen to this? Sure. So this is a signature one, one, three daily habit. Um, I will, it will be in the book. I will have step-by-step, but here is the short version. Okay. Okay. Is that I want everyone to go to YouTube. Okay. And I want them to find a video of a crowd cheering. Okay. I want them to set their timer for three minutes before they, before they touch play on the crowd cheering. Right. I want them to set just one intention one want a need that they feel like they need that support on. Right. I want them to visualize themselves walking into a huge stadium, like a concert stadium. Right. And stepping in the middle of that and seeing all the people up Mm -hmm. in the stands is packed push play. And then I want them to be repeating their intention and then taking in all that love. It will be extremely uncomfortable to do this practice. <laughs> okay, you're reading our minds. Yeah, yeah. At first, probably. Okay. <laughs> At first. <laughs> right? I tell my clients, I'm like, I know. They're like, oh, my God. I can, they're like, I can barely get through 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, I know, right? I said, but then 30 seconds will turn into a minute. And I want people, I just, I'm, I'm just really encouraging people out there, do this for a minimum of the 21-day cycle. Right. Okay, okay. It is, it's, it's such a powerful, empowering technique because as I'm going through my day, there are times when my internal old story voices will start showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course we're human. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I will start hearing the cheering of the crowd and it will quiet them because it becomes such a part of your, your, it just becomes part of you. So like during the day, like I'll be putting out a blog and I'll be like, and I'll hear all the cheering, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, and you know, there is not one day or one week that goes by sister that someone's not talking about me. And I mean like kindly, like posting about me, sharing about me, blogging yeah. about me, having yeah. me on their show, whatever it is. And two years ago, I couldn't have that. I couldn't have done that because as my influence was growing, as I was growing my love bucket, I would have to go to bed almost, right? Because it was exhausting me to get all this love. We're not brought up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, your parents hug you until you love it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like mm-hmm. external love from strangers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so 
but with time now, like not only do I not have to, you know, want to go back to bed, I I'm excited. Mm, that's about interesting. What love is going to come today? How much, how much bigger can I grow my bucket today? What is going to show up? Right? Yeah. You walk on the street and you're like, wait, why aren't you clapping for me? <laughs> to a complete stranger do you know who i am <laughs> and oh. you know what one day one day if you do this exercise and other people out there do this exercise and please like you know like find me on facebook or you know email me or whatever and tell me because i will have people like they're blown away by the outcome blown away Oh, I love it so much. Okay, Joey Garrity. Um, and now you said you have, okay, so the book, The Red Carpet Guide to Visibility, that's coming out next year? Well, that's out already. That's, that's out Amazon. already. Okay, mm-hmm. that's out already on Amazon. Gosh, you have so many books. I'm trying to keep up here. Okay, so why don't you list them off for us? So, no, I just I have The Red Carpet Guide to Visibility Influence, and that, that already dropped. Okay. And that's like getting people on the red carpet, I tell about Hollywood stories, but then I literally lay down a step-by-step of how to grow your influence. Love it. Be your own superstars dropping October 20, 23rd, 2021. Okay. Right? Okay. And that's going to be about now that you're on the red carpet, I'm going to take you in to the theater and I'm going to put, this is how you're going to get on screen by growing your love bucket. And what I mean by that is I just mean whatever that means for you, whatever dreams you want to bring to fruition. Okay. Oh, Joey, you are so fantastic. I love it. I hope you will, uh, you'll come back on with us. Oh, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you know, and you have such a, and I knew because your voice is such a superstar voice. Ooh. And you're like, you're like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for a lot. And I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course she's a star. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, sister. All right, get ready to take a seat at the kids' table because, like Joey mentioned, they're not teaching our kids about money in school, so it's up to us. When it comes to teaching your kids about the value of a dollar, should you be openly talking about how much your house is worth? We'll talk about that next. Take a seat at the kids' table. Our money expert, CEO of Money Savvy Generation, Susan Beecham, is here. Hi, Susan. Hello, Sandy. Oh, we so appreciate you because these are the lessons that they're not teaching in school. So it's all on us. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So today we talked to the kids about how much they think it would cost to pay for a house. How much do you think a house costs? $100,000, depending on which house and where you are. And I know that because I have this game, and when you bought a house, it gave, it gave you the price. So I'm kind of just guessing from that game. Um, probably 90 $91? Mm-hmm. Okay. $500. $500? Yeah. Don't we wish. Maybe back in the day. <laughs> yeah, maybe on HGTV. But, um, you know, these are very interesting numbers. They're interesting because it's clear kids are thinking about this issue, right? Because they're so ready to give you an answer. Um, But these numbers that they give, understandably, they're a bit shy of reality. So uh, medium home prices, they just surpassed about $300,000. You know, a home purchase, it's going to be the largest purchase a person makes in their whole lifetime. 
And so it's not a bad idea to have this discussion with your kids. It may be a little difficult, but wade in, see what they know. So, you know, talk about how most people, maybe including yourself, cannot buy a house for cash. That's why when you are about to think about buying a house, one of the first things you're going to do is you're going to save a small amount of money every month until you have what they call a down payment. So banks and credit unions want to see that you're serious, that you're going to put some of your own money on the table before they are willing to give you what we call a mortgage, which is some of their money on the table. And that's a loan. And typically, you will use that loan plus your money to purchase the house. And then you'll pay back that loan with interest, typically over 30 years. So you buy a house first by putting some money away every month so that you have a down payment. And then you can get the rest of the money from a bank or a credit union. You know what I thought was interesting, too? by the way, and maybe this is, you're right, the the reason why we should be having this conversation with our kids. That one little girl said that she learned it from her game. I don't know what game is out there that the kids are playing that teaches them about these kind of things, but there's influences all around them, right? Teaching them these lessons that we don't even realize they're learning. That's exactly on point. There are so many um, marketing messages. There are so many Uh, messages that kids get from talking to other kids. Mm -hmm. You know, this topic to us as adults or parents, we think it's too sophisticated. But let me tell you, there is no uh, topic that's too sophisticated for kids to talk to other kids about or to practice over and over in an online game. And if a child learns that buying a house costs a lot of money, then As a parent, you can unpack that a little and say, yeah, it does, but we save some and eventually have a portion that we can pay towards the house. And we then go to a bank and they help us get a mortgage. And by the way, we have enough money in our savings to maintain the house. So it's not just buying the house that's going to cost money, but we have to pay taxes and we have to pay for the lights to go on and the water to be hot mm-hmm. and the grass to be mowed. So it's a, it's an opportunity to introduce the concept that there's more to a house than just buying it. And why is maintenance important? Because, well, let's take this example. Buying a house is different than buying a gallon of milk. All right, just work with me on this one. Buying a gallon of milk, you don't need a loan, right? Doesn't cost that much money. You drink the gallon of milk and the the milk is gone. There's no more value in that gallon of milk. It was a small cost. You used it to quench your thirst and you moved on. You can't sell that empty gallon. Now, when you buy a house, it's a much bigger purchase and you have to maintain it. You have to make sure it stays in good shape. And something else about a house, a house can grow in value. So the longer you keep it, the more you do to it. When you go to sell it, something you can't do with that empty gallon of milk, when you go to sell it, you could potentially make more money than you spent. So any way that you can open a conversation to a topic like such a long-term goal, like a house, which is 
going to be a part of your child's life yeah. at some point, we all hope and, and keep our fingers crossed. Introducing this early on, it's just one impression that you'll build on and it gives you an opportunity to get in front of all of the other messages about buying a house that your child is exposed to on a daily basis. Susan, thank you. Where can we find you and follow you and learn more about this stuff and more? You can follow me at my blog, which is susanbeecham.com. And you can find some Money Savvy Generations award-winning products and some free resources at moneysavvy.com. All right. What a show. There's so much good stuff. Let me know if there's ever a topic you want us to answer in No Dumb Questions, if there's a guest you want me to try to get on the show, or if you need help talking to the kids about money. This podcast is for you. Before we leave, today's money victory shout out goes to Lloyd Ruffle, who said, my money victory is a promotion two years after my last one, winning life one promotion at a time. Cheers to you and your family, Lloyd, and each and every single one of you who is proud to say that you're on your way to being financially confident. Talk to you next week. The Seven Figures Podcast is sponsored by Advantage Federal Credit Union.